summary of the Sikha. In this week's parsha, it says that at the four, and during the fortieth year before the Yidden went into Yisrael, Moshe Rabbeinu spoke to the Jewish people, and there are two two explanations about what exactly did he say to them. What is the Torah talking about that he said to them? One Rashi says that he spoke words of rebuke, that he saved up the rebuke for the very end, and not that he should be rebuking them constantly throughout the uh, their journey through the desert. And the Sforno says that he, at this point, he reviewed for them the entire Torah, all the mitzvahs in the Torah. Clearly, these are not two contradictory um, explanations, because he did both. The Chumash Dvarim is, is filled with both, both um, words of rebuke, and also repeating, repeating the mitzvahs again, you know, many of the mitzvahs again and again. But rather, what it's saying is, what is the main emphasis of this? The, you know, Rashi says that the main emphasis was the rebuke. Uh, the Sforno says that the main emphasis was the repeating the Torah. What is the difference between the first few Svarim and, pe- and Sefer Dvarim? So the Gemara says that the, for, the Sefer Dvarim, Moshe Rabbeinu said, Mipi Atzmei, from his own, on his own. He said it. So to, what does this mean exactly? Clearly, it doesn't mean that Moshe Rabbeinu made up, you know, decided what to say in Parshat Varim, and that it's somehow different. The first four Svarim, Hashem told him, dictated to him, and he wrote it. And Parshat Varim, he said it. That can't be. As, the, as Rashi says, that Moshe Rabbeinu did not say it on its own. On his own. He was... He was Receiving it from Hashem and he repeated it to the to the Yidden. That's even Parshat Dvarim, and everything that's written in the second in the second version of the Aseres uh, Adibris was actually in the Luchas. In other words, there was no nothing on his own. He didn't say anything on his own, and that he said everything Baruch Hakodesh. So then, what is the difference between the first few, the first uh, Svarim, and and the second Svarim? Both of them are. Hashem speaking to Moshe, Moshe repeating it or writing it. So what is the difference? Another thing that has to be understood in the same way is the Gemara says that there is a machlekes about whether in the Torah we apply a teaching, something is written next to something else, that teaches something. Do we apply that or not? So there is one opinion that says that we don't. You don't apply that kind of teaching. But even he agrees that that is only in the first four svarim, but in in Chumash Dvarim, you do apply smuchim, things which are written next to each other. And as one of the Balatesis explains, the reason is because the entire Torah was given by Hashem. It was said from the words of Hashem. But Moshe Rabbeinu was the one that ordered, organized Mishnah Torah, and therefore he organized it in a way that it should be interpreted in that way. So the same question has to be asked. What is the difference between the first four and the last, both of them Hashem spoke and dictated, and Moshe Rabbeinu wrote. So what's the difference? So the explanation is this. The, uh, our sages tell us that the Torah came 2,000 years before the world. What that means really is that the Torah is 2,000 levels above the world. Meaning that the Torah cannot be understood in terms of the world. It's so completely transcendent of the world. How then do you bring something which is so transcendent into the world? For that you need an intermediary. The intermediary has elements of both. It is on the one hand transcendent, on the other hand it's in the world. 
and therefore it's able to bring the Torah from this transcendent state through the intermediary's transcendent state into the world, into the intermediary's part that is connected to the world, and therefore into the world. And that, of course, is Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu contained both of these extremes. On the one hand, he was the absolute level of Bittl, Venachnu Ma. Who are we? What are we? We are nothing. Completely transcendent of the world. At the same time, as a human being, he was the greatest, the most human being possible. In other words, he was ten amas tall, three times the size of a normal human being. He was extremely strong. He was extremely wealthy. Everything that the world considers to be perfection, he had. So he had perfection in his status as a person, and he had perfection in, in his transcendent state. And therefore he was the right intermediary to be able to bring the Torah into the world. Now there are two ways in which an um, hashpa flow, can go through an intermediary. One is that it simply passes through. Like if you're teaching something and you record it, so the recording will simply repeat back to you the words that were said. The recording doesn't do anything, doesn't add anything, doesn't take away anything, nothing is changed. But then, if you tell it to someone, and he understands it, and therefore explains it down to another person, so then you have changed the concept slightly, and given it in a different way. It, the, the intermediary has absorbed it, and given it out as his own teaching. The first one is called B'derech Maiver. It simply flow, passes through the intermediary, but he doesn't change it in any way. The second one was B'slapshus, that he takes it into his own mind and processes it and then gives it to you in the way that he processed it. And that is the difference between the first four Svarim. In those Chumash and Moshe Rabbeinu simply passed through the information. He didn't absorb it. He didn't make it his own. He just passed it on the way he received it. In Chumash Devarim, he absorbed it and he understood it and he gave it to you in the way that he understood it. That's why it's called Mepi Atzmai. He was the one that said it because it became his own. He owned it by acclimatizing it and then passing it on to the Yidden in the way that he had understood it. This answers why, the, according to the opinion that we do not apply the uh, one thing written next to each other, that kind of teaching only applies to the first four svarim. Because when Hashem says something, a Moshe Rabbeinu simply passes it on, when Hashem put things next to each other, we say that that order is so completely transcendent of our understanding what it means that one is written next to the, to the other, because it is completely godly, and therefore we don't apply it, we don't know how to apply it. But when Moshe Rabbeinu absorbed it, and then put things next to each other, now we understand the order of it, and we can apply teachings of the order. Why is it that Hashem changed it for Mishnah Torah, for Chumash Dvarim? So to understand that, it's because when something goes through the intermediary, that it simply flows through, and it doesn't really, the intermediary doesn't really change it, so then when it arrives at the receiver, it's fundamentally the same as it was. And since Torah is so completely transcendent of the human mind, it would mean that the human mind really wouldn't capture the word of Hashem in, of the Torah. Because it's so transcendent that how do we capture that? So what we would understand would be something far removed from the essence of Hashem's wisdom. 
But then when Hashem, when the intermediary Moshe received it in Pasha Devarim in a way that he understood it, and he made it, uh, in a, he made it palatable to the human mind as well, that the human mind can now understand it, because Moshe Rabbeinu, the intermediary, understood it and processed it so that it can be understood by the human mind. So now when we receive the Torah from, uh, in our mind, we are getting the word of Hashem as it is. And because in Chumash Devarim, Moshe Rabbeinu repeated the entire Torah, all four books of the Torah, all the halachas of the Torah, in this way, therefore now we can understand the entire Torah, all five Svarim, because Moshe Rabbeinu repeated the whole thing in a way that it became accessible to the human mind, in a way that it, we should still capture the Dvar Hashem, that it's still the word of Hashem that we get in our mind. But this in itself has to be understood. How is it that you can take something which is understood by the human mind and still have the essence of Hashem's wisdom in it at the same time? And the reason for this is because even though the entire Torah is written, the Ramban says, Kishlishi Hamadaber, like a narrator tell, speaking, telling it to us, narrating it to us, it says, Vaidaber Hashem al Moshe Lamer. Hashem spoke to Moshe. Who, if it said, I spoke to Moshe, it would be Hashem speaking. If it says, Hashem spoke to me, then it would be Moshe speaking. Who is telling us that Hashem spoke to Moshe? This is a narrator. Who is this narrator telling it to us? It is a level even higher than Havaya. So when it says, Hashem, Havaya spoke to Moshe, it's this level of the Shlishi Hamadaber the narrator that transcends both Havaya and Moshe and therefore can bring together Hashem speaking to Moshe but even that is ultimately some sort of a lower level because Shlishi the third one the, the, it means a number it's, it's, it's somehow not the perfect essence of something and Chumash Devarim is that perfect essence and the perfect essence of Hashem speaking is what allows that it should be understood by the human mind through Moshe Rabbeinu acclimatizing it in his mind and yet retain the full power of the wisdom of Hashem without losing anything because from the essence can be, can, the essence can bring together two opposites and it doesn't matter at all now Tshuva has a similar characteristic to that what motivates tshuva? Since a person has disconnected themselves from Hashem because of the sin, so it's no longer, you can't see any, any uh, Hashem motivating a person to do it, a revelation of godliness motivating a person to, to, to do tshuva because they're disconnected from godliness. So what motivates it? It comes from within the person, but at the same time, we know that everything that comes to a person is motivated from on high. So what does it mean? it means that it's motivated from such a level, from such a deep level on high, that it's what's called helamaatsmi, the essence of concealment, that can only come forth in a concealed way. So therefore when it, it gets to the person, it seems as if it's coming from within him. Similar to what we said, that that uh, is from the words of Moshe Hashem, even though it comes from the very highest of the essence of Hashem. It contains both. In the similar way, tshuva also contains both. And that's why the Mepharshim say 
that on the one hand, tshuva, the, the words of Moshe Rabbeinu are teichacha, the rebuke, which is of course there to motivate tshuva, and the other one says that it is, he repeated the entire Torah to the Yidden, because both of them are the very same concept of something which is completely concealed and beyond, that comes down all the way in a concealed way to reveal the very essence uh, in within our own reality.